This episode is sponsored by Major, Lindsay, and Africa, the global navigators of legal careers. For more than 30 years, Major, Lindsay, and Africa has helped match law firms and corporations with exceptional legal talent. To find out more, go to mlaglobal.com. This episode is also sponsored by Bloomberg Law, an all-in-one platform that provides fast access to the information law firms and legal departments need. To request a trial, go to bna.com slash Bloomberg Law. Welcome to Big Law Business. I'm Josh Block. And I'm Casey Sullivan. Big Law Business is a podcast and website about the business of law. We focus on the developments shaping how the largest corporate law departments and their law firms do business. We're recording this episode on February 2nd. It was announced today that two big law firms are in merger talks, or perhaps I should say two more big law firms are in merger talks. On the heels of the combination that created Arnold and Porter K. Scholler at the beginning of this year, we learned today that the law firms Norton Rose Fulbright and Chadbourne and Park are in merger talks. Casey, give us some of the broad strokes with this. Let's let's start with uh, if the combination goes through, how big will this new firm, will this new combined law firm be? The firm would be big. It would have 4,000 lawyers in 58 offices across 32 countries. And where does that put it? That would put it in at least the top five law firms worldwide. Uh, just by comparison, uh, according to last year's ranking in the American Lawyer, uh, Baker and McKenzie had 4,363 lawyers. Uh, DLA Piper had 3,756 lawyers. Um, and then you have a couple of other firms who are known for their merger appetite, uh, K&L Gates and uh, Squire Sanders as well. Uh, K&L was at uh, around 1,800 and Squire was around 1,400. So that gives you a little bit of a comparative analysis. Denton's, on the other hand, is something crazy like around 10,000 or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that was after their big uh, combination announcement with uh, Da Cheng in China. Talk about the financials of these two firms. What are they now? What would they be together if we if we were using our numbers from last year? So the numbers are a little bit dated at this point um, because we're going off last year's rankings, which actually um, encompasses 2015 finances. But going off of that, um, the the combined firm would have just about two billion dollars in revenue. Um, so that would place it at the number sixth top grossing law firm if we were ranking it uh, today from those figures. Talk about how this merger came together. What do we know about it? We know a little bit about it. Um, you know, Chadbourne and Park is a New York uh, City-based law firm. Um, it has been in a number of different merger discussions over the years. We reported in 2015 that it had uh, entered discussions with Pillsbury Winthrop, um, a firm that was founded in California. And those merger talks didn't end up going anywhere, um, but Chadbourne did have some um, activity uh, after that in terms of uh, e expansion or contraction. They closed uh, uh, their Beijing office. Um, on the Norton Rose side, uh, that firm was uh, created in 2012 by a, a merger between Fulbright and Jaworski, uh, a Texas-founded firm, and uh, Nor Norton Rose, a Br British firm. Um, and so 
news came out today that uh, there were, the two firms were on the, on the brink of a merger. And uh, going forward, um, it looks like they are just going to have to present it to the partners and there will need to be a partner vote on it. Talk more about Chadbourne because we've we've heard rumors about them even before Pillsbury, right? Like this has been a firm that's been looking for a dance partner for a while. It has been. Um, you know, the, the firm, as it's been noted in a number of different uh, publications, has been having its share of uh, financial challenges over the years. Um, and notably, most recently, uh, last year, there was a big uh, gender discrimination lawsuit filed against it by a partner named Carrie Campbell. Um, and that's gotten a lot of press. So, um, you know, the jury's out as far as how far that lawsuit will go and what will come of that. Um, but it definitely hasn't been good in terms of the optics of the firm. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of questions about how well big law firms uh, treat their their female and minority partners, and this has been definitely at the top of that uh, talking discussion. Where does that case stand now? Um, so most recently, uh, there have been papers filed in the Southern District of New York, um, and lawyers are arguing over a motion to dismiss the case for summary judgment. Um, Proskauer is representing Chadbourne, and basically the plaintiff is uh, requesting discovery at this stage, and the argument is over whether or not the plaintiff is technically an employee or is actually, in fact, a, an owner of the firm since she was a partner, and that will determine whether the case or may determine whether the case goes forward or not. How do you think that has affected the chances of Chadbourne merging with someone, how do you think it plays into the Norton, the combination with Norton Rose, Norton Rose is a brine. Does that play into how they might think about a combination with Chadbourne? Well, first of all, I should say that I don't have any, you know, firsthand knowledge about how they have actually factored this into the deal. Obviously it's a factor and it's an issue that's on the table that both sides know about. Um, but you know, the way that, that, that Norton Rose Fulbright structured is as a variant. So that means they have different profit centers that operate independently under a common brand. Um, and that, you know, you would think that, uh, they would be able to acquire Chadbourne as its own business unit. And the, the liability of that case wouldn't necessarily carry over to the broader enterprise. So, I haven't heard one way or the other whether um, that is the case, but that's what I would expect. Where are the geographies? Where are the locations of these firms? Where's their overlap? Where where are they internationally? Uh, both firms have offices, uh, talking about the United States first, in New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C., and then internationally, uh, Norton Rose Fulbright would be adding offices from Chadbourne in Mexico City, Sao Paulo, and Istanbul. Uh, both firms already have offices in New York. Uh, sorry, in uh, London, Moscow, Dubai, and Johannesburg. What do we know about the firm's clients? I did a little bit of research on uh, Bloomberg Law, uh, checking uh, federal court filings. 
and came up with a, a, a list of, of clients that both uh, firms have represented. On, on Norton Rose Fulbright's side, uh, the firm has represented over the past year J.P. Morgan, uh, Fandango, Expedia, Walgreens. Um, and then on Chadbourne's side, they've represented companies such as um, Rockwell Automation, uh, Tyco, Integrated Security, World Fuel Services, and uh, the Republic of Bulgaria. So kind of all over the place. So Chadbourne has this prized project finance practice. What are the other practice areas? How would they fit together as far as the different practice areas? Norton Rose Fulbright is a full service law firm. You know, they have practices all over the place in, in litigation, corporate. Um, energy is really the practice that uh, the two have the most what they like to call synergy around. Um, uh, Fulbright and Jaworski uh, was a Houston-based law firm and um, have a strong energy practice. Uh, Chadbourne and Park, on the other hand, have a very strong uh, project finance project. That's what I continually hear time and time again, why this deal uh, makes sense. And Chadbourne has some prominent attorneys, some well-known people that have been active in politics. Who are, who are those? So Chadbourne staffs uh, Abby Lowell, who is well-known for representing all sorts of uh, uh, politicians, John Edwards, um, Jack Abramoff. He also, way back when, represented, uh, he, he was involved in the Clinton impeachment proceedings um, uh, in the Monica Lewinsky scandal. He uh, was the chief minority counsel to the Democrats of, uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives. And George Pataki is also at Chadbourne. That's right. George Pataki is another prominent figure at Chadbourne. He's the former New York governor. He also ran against Trump in the uh, Republican primaries. Are there any other things that you can think of that might hold up this deal? And what do you see as the next steps? Well, based on the person who I spoke with who's involved in the discussions, um, my understanding is that it still could... Uh, you know, th this person was hopeful that the deal would go through, but it, it presumably could still fall apart. Um, you know, discussions have only happened at the management committee slash practice leader level at this point. Um, and so now there really needs to be kind of some lobbying internally, um, you know, talking about, you know, which partners this makes sense for, if there are client conflicts, how to navigate those. Um, and from the person that I spoke with, you know, we shouldn't be expecting an announcement in the next uh, couple of days or so. Um, it's more of something that is a number of uh, a number of weeks out, not several months or anything like that, but a number of weeks. So, if this merger happens, you know, where does it rank among the mergers that we've seen, and what does it mean for sort of the rest of big law? Uh, you know, two big firms combining. I mean, we've seen this consolidation happen over the past what five, ten years now, um, and there are these firms that clearly take the strategy of we want to be the biggest and the broadest, and we're going to capture market share by selling ourselves like that. And, and you're going to have a whole range of different services under this one firm in which uh, in-house counsel can negotiate discounts. Um, you know, this is coming out at a time when in-house counsel are shrinking the size of their outside panels. So they feel like it puts them in a better competitive uh, position. So it's another, it's another example of that. 
that's all for this episode. For more on the business of law, check out biglawbusiness.com. Our email address is biglawbusiness at bna.com if you'd like to contact us. Follow Big Law Business on Twitter at biglawbiz. Follow Casey at Casey underscore biglaw. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Block NYC. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. Subscribe on iTunes so that you don't miss it.